Welcome to the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast, where we try to give a refreshingly candid take on the long-term fantasy value of football players throughout their college and NFL careers. For all you Devi League, Campus to Canton, Dynasty Fantasy Football Managers, we're just two friends who spend all of our time talking fantasy anyways. We figured, why not grab a few mics and capture our conversations? It's your boys Josh and Jell, talking fantasy football and current events in our lives. It's time for the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast. Welcome back to the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast. This is uh, Josh here. Got your boy Jell here as well. How are you, yo, uh, yo. How you doing today, Jell? I am doing pretty well, man. Yeah, I'm doing we, uh, pretty well. We survived a bye week hell. Um, I, I guess, yeah, survive is a good word for me. I've, I got, I, I need a Marquez, <laughs> uh, Marquez Callaway to uh, pull off 11 points tonight in one of my leagues, and uh, I'll have gone 500. So it's not, uh, not too bad. My dynasty team had quite a few guys on the bye this week: Najee, Justin Jefferson, Deontay Johnson. So it was. Uh, Scraping at the bottom of the barrel there, but no uh, we we made it through. Hopefully, hopefully yeah, you did I, as uh, well. But <laughs> I'm not so lucky. I'm uh, I'm I'm on three this weekend. <laughs> yeah, which I my mean, weeks are always so goofy. Yes. I mean, I in 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 my matchups, I played the right guys, but they're just you know lower end guys. The one mistake I did make was not playing Javante Williams, which was dumb. But he got a lot of work through the air, which we'll t- we can. I mean, we'll touch on that when you uh, when we get into the breakdowns. But uh, yeah, not so lucky for me this week. Yeah, no, but uh, you were uh, lucky in a different aspect. So why don't you uh, let our listeners know about uh, your uh, preseason MLB uh, win? Yeah, so uh, I bet before the season. So this would have been back in March on the Braves making the World Series. Yay! Solid, uh, solid little payout there. I think it was a plus six hundred. Put a twenty-five dollar bet down, so it was uh, 100, 100, 150 big ones in the uh, into the bank account. That boy sounds Made, like uh, uh, and did a little bit of celebrating that night. I, so. was, I was gonna say uh, the group message knows that uh, this happened, but for all the listeners out there, I was woke up at six o'clock in the morning on Sunday, and Ellis was still texting away at the group message <laughs> to himself. So, yep, pretty much just to myself. <laughs> well, actually, you completely. Yeah, we. Uh, the buddy that I uh, that I he that kind of I do the some betting with. Um, he's not my bookie or anything, but I bet you know him and I talk about our bets, and so we uh, we went and hit it pretty good. There's a bar that opened up. In, pretty close to my apartment complex so we closed that down and then uh he headed home and i kept the party rolling at home so <laughs> Attaboy, you and, up you until and about, hitting it hard. about uh 5 50 a.m or so probably <laughs> it was uh yeah sun started sun started coming out <laughs> so <laughs> always interesting, a good night when interesting see the sun night. come up <laughs> and which is perfect for having uh NFL football on all day on Sunday to nothing, nothing more satisfying than that. Helping you recover with a little NFL. Absolutely. I am uh, very jealous of that. I was down in Tennessee with the fiance over the weekend and had a nine hour drive home yesterday. So I did not get to watch much football. So I was up uh, last night catching up on some of the action and then in between uh, work today, looking (laughs) some stuff up as well. So Rolling Here through, we, there's uh, some nice storms in Illinois yesterday. So driving through, oh in the yeah. rain, 
realized on the way down that my truck no longer has heat for whatever reason. So oh. we were we were blasting the air conditioning so the front window didn't fog up. So I couldn't really feel my hands or toes by the time I got <laughs> home yesterday. And with the new Apple update, I don't know. I'm going to have to check the settings on this. But for whatever reason, my GPS, the guy just kept directing me off of the interstate for whatever reason. So out of that nine-hour drive huh. yesterday, about two hours were spent in uh, – some real, real cool uh, <laughs> central Illinois towns. That is brutal. <laughs> yes. So it was. Uh, it was a long day yesterday, but uh, I wonder why I didn't know about this update. That's interesting. I'll have to make sure I don't have like keep highways off or something. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna have to go back and look because even on the way down, it like routed us off. But I think there was an accident, so that was legit. Yeah, that might but have been yesterday, it. I I have no idea, but. Oh, well. Here we go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Fun times. All right. So you can uh, find us at Dead Arm Sports, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I can be found on Twitter at JPEC DOS. That's at J P E C D A S. Gel can be found at DOS Gel, D A S J E L. Send us any questions, remarks, comments you have on the show. More than happy to chat it up with you regarding that. Jell, you had a big night on Saturday. Uh, back on the horse today, or uh, back, with back some water? at it, Big Daddy. What you, what you got today? <laughs> I have. So I got. Um, I went the other day to the grocery store, got some groceries, and also did a build your own six pack, which pretty Always solid. A good uh, so I made chili that night also, and so and there was uh, Guinness was called for in the chili, so. Ooh. That's how my night started off with a little bit of Guinness. But uh, some of these other beers that I got, there was a in October the Line Kugel, their Oktoberfest, which I thought is I thought was really good. Um, and so that one was really good. And then, but right now I am sipping on a uh, pumpkin ale. Thought you didn't like pumpkin beers, Joe. I had Growing one on in you? Seattle and. It's kind of gotten me back. I'm, I'm, I'm turning back into a fan, I guess. Nice. But I can't for this, for the life of me, I can't find who the brewery is. Not uh, great advertising by them. I'm oh, it's Dogfish Head. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. I don't know if I've had that one. Might have to uh, pick that one up. You can probably the- find it. One of the highlights of uh, my trip, along with just checking out Clarksville, Tennessee, which uh, shout out to uh, Austin Pay State University, the, uh, the old <laughs> nice. hometown there. Yeah, so Good. was uh, awesome. not always easy to get an Austin uh, an Austin Pay reference in. No, or Austin Pay, whatever, but, however uh, you say it. One of the highlights of the trip here is uh, cracking open a nice uh, cold Yingling. So there you go. Bring a 24 pack back. So pretty, pretty pumped about that to be enjoying that on the Damn show Damn straight. Can't get that up in Wisconsin. So it's a good one. It's always nice. All reliable. Yes. It's a good old sipping beer. So we will get into the injuries. Um, not a lot of big ones, I guess, over the weekend, a few sprinkled in. we got some trade news that just broke. We are, a day late on the recording today, we are recording on Monday night, so I have a little bit more information than normal when we record on Sunday, but Miles Sanders sounded like it avoided a season-ending injury, just kind of a mild ankle sprain, so we'll keep an eye on that one for you. Boston Scott might be a pickup for you this week. He seemed to be getting a good chunk of the work along with Kenny Gainwell, so might be somebody to look at on your waivers if you need a running back for this week. Nick Chubb is expected to play this week, so 
he was pretty close, I think, to coming back on that Thursday night, but they just wanted to give him another 10 days, so he should which, be... Which I think that was probably the right decision with yeah. that. I, I mean, Dearness Johnson obviously did pretty well in Chubb's place there, and given that it was a Thursday night game, you know, you kind of had to figure, if it was a Sunday, maybe he would have played, but, you know, given that it was a Thursday night game, they probably just wanted to, like you said, just give him the extra, the extra 10 days of rest. Tyrod Taylor is supposed to return to practice on Wednesday, so might be the end of uh, <laughs> Mr. Mills as we know it. Poor for guy for another week till Tyrod has some fluke injury. But yeah, no, he's just waiting to get stabbed again <laughs> by a gotcha. team doctor. Great. So not sure if he'll be the starting this week yet, but good sign he's at least coming back to practice. Zach Wilson had a knee injury, PCL. He's going to be out two to four weeks, and just. Five minutes before we jumped on here, Jell got a big trade news. Jets making some waves in the quarterback position. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Super Bowl, I believe MVP, Joe Flacco. Uh, Fluco Flacco. Fluco Flacco to the Jets. <laughs> so, Yeah, Mike White, uh, he ain't the answer. Not that the Jets are going to win any games probably with Flacco back there either. Uh, but gives them, gives them a little bit of a chance, hopefully. Yeah, helps, I think it's going to help a little bit with Corey Davis, I would think, and I don't know. I mean, a Flacco was there last year, so at least he's familiar with the building and whatnot. I mean, it, yes, it's a new coaching scheme and everything, but at least he knows the Jets a little bit. Patrick Mahomes uh, had injury towards the end of the game yesterday. Not really even sure at that point in time why he was still in the game, but he good looked, news is he, he looked uh, cleared the little, protocol. He looked a little little dizzy. Yeah, <laughs> they was, showed him getting up, and he was kind of wobbly. Yep, but good news is he cleared the concussion protocol, and Andy Reid was smart and was like, yeah, okay, we're not putting you back in, so he Thank should God. be good to go, yes. Uh, Dax calf looks good to go, so he should be all go for week eight this week. Gets one of his receivers back in Michael Gallup. He's designated to return from the IR, so it opens up, I believe, his 21-day practice window, so we'll keep an eye on his status. When Gallup comes back, do you see him taking away targets from any of the other two guys, or do you still think Cooper and Lamb are still solid plays every week? You saw I mean, Gallup I, mixed in quite a bit in that first game of the season. Before yeah, I, I've always liked Gallup, but there's just so many damn mouths that the Cowboys have to feed. I don't know exactly where his upside's going to be. I mean, CeeDee Lamb is not going to – I don't think he's losing targets. If any, if anything, it gets taken away from Amari Cooper – that's my. That's what I'm thinking, at least. Um, another trade talk. Not we touched on it the last episode, so we're not going to get into it too much. Um, Deshaun Watson. It sounds like it's heating up a little bit. Take that with what you will. Along with Miami, been mentioned Carolina and Denver, also possible locations. Uh, I guess a fun question for you, Jeff. With that, I mean, where if he does get traded, which of those three teams do you want to see him go to? I would love to see him in Denver with that, with those receiving options. That would be freaking sick. I would love to see that. And having Javante Williams back there too. I mean, that's better. All those targets obviously are better than anything that Houston has. And now, especially now, obviously he lost DeAndre Hopkins uh, last year. And this will be, you know, (laughs) could you make the argument that Javante Williams is the best running back he's ever had? I mean, the last good Texans running back would have been probably Arian Foster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Interesting. Just an interesting be. thought there. I would love it, though, Deshaun yeah. to, in would Denver. also be very interesting to see him in Carolina with CMC and DJ Moore. Yeah. As a yeah. DJ Moore fantasy uh, dynasty be, uh, owner, that would be uh, – That would be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he look a lot hell of a lot better than uh, Sam Darnold, so after Darnold got benched yesterday – and the last piece, or one more piece of news here before I get into the big one that we can discuss. Uh, John who has an AC sprain, so if Hunter Henry's out there, he's coming off of, I believe, four games in a row with a touchdown, so he might be a big pickup for you at tight end. With John who out, I'd expect him to be, I don't know, would you say top seven, top eight tight end play weekly till John he's gonna be back? He's going to be a must start. He's really kind of, even before this injury, he seemed like he really solidified himself as their as their top tight end option. As long as he stays healthy, he's always been he's always been pretty productive when he's been healthy. But obviously, the health has been his his career long uh, issue. So as long as he can stay healthy, I mean, he's going to be a top eight, top ten tight end. Yeah, no doubt. And then the last piece of news we got today was Devontae Adams has been put on the COVID reserve list, so he has a short week this week with Thursday night. So it's definitely going to be an uphill battle for him to be able to play in that game believe you said, Jell, he is vaccinated, so I believe he just needs to have two negative tests in a 48-hour period, and the tests have to be 24 hours apart. So that does not give him much time if he obviously tested positive for it either yesterday yeah, or today. Yeah, if, so. if, if, if this is a close contact situation, he has a chance. Yeah, but, but if it was him. If he tested positive, I would assume not, no chance whatsoever. We'll get into that a little bit more when we do our Thursday night preview at the end of the episode. Before we jump into the recaps from this past week, Jell, this is kind of spur of the moment, just thought of it. I wanted to elaborate a little bit more on the question that was put through in our group message today between myself, you, Alex, and uh, former podcast uh, host Ricky today. In Dynasty format right now, I mean... Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, I mean, who would you rather have? I mean, you could argue, too, for a running back needy team, Najee's been very good, too, maybe not to the extent that Jamar Chase has been Kyle Pitts the last couple weeks, but where do you where do you sit with all these guys? Yeah, I I mean, I was, I was thinking this to myself. Is Jamar Chase the number one pick in Dynasty right now, at least number one wide receiver for Dynasty right now? And I think the answer to that is yes. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think there's more, there's going to be more of a guaranteed sure thing with Jamar Chase. And obviously there is the tight end value, the, uh, you know, the tight end value in Kyle Pitts. But I think that Jamar Chase is the more, is the, the more secure pick. So I think I'd probably go Jamar Chase. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, he's so looked out, he's just looked absolutely outstanding. Yes. Kyle Pitts is now. Now that they're giving him more downfield opportunities over the last couple of weeks, he's really turned his season around. Uh, but Jamar Chase has been epic since week one, so I don't know. What what do you where do you sit? Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Kyle Pitts, obviously, you've got Travis Kelsey. Kittle's been banged up the last couple of years, so I mean, Pitts, if he keeps this up, I mean, that tight end position, it's definitely a game changer in your matchups. Trying. Just being able to plug somebody in all the time as opposed to keep trying to fill that each week to find the right matchup. But, I mean, Jamar Chase, longevity-wise, you know the wide receiver position is one that will last a long time. So, yeah, I I definitely think right now if we were to do a 
draft of a dynasty, Jamar Chase is the first pick. He probably in, could uh, go number one, yeah. He could easily At least for the receivers, possibly, yeah. you know. I know Rick made this point a while back when we were doing some of our mock drafts, and he always went receiver heavy, and his logic behind that was the shelf life on a receiver is going to be double that of a running back. So, yeah, maybe you do go chase here. I mean, I, I'm thinking about the running backs and, you know, Saquon last two years, Christian McCaffrey last two years, both dealing with injury issues. Yeah, Taylor Chase might could... be up there, but otherwise, yeah, it's, I mean, Chase is the one, I think. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Taylor and Chase probably are the two guys. And especially with him, Joe Burrow locked in there for a while too. I mean, obviously the rapport is carried over from LSU. So, I mean, it's, you know, who's going to be throwing him the ball a long yeah. time. I mean, obviously Devonte Adams is an unbelievable receiver, but question mark, who's going to be throwing him the ball after this season. So that's the big, that's the obviously the guarantee. big deal. And and same thing with Kyle Pitts. You don't know who his quarterback's going to be. I mean, Matt, the Falcons are kind of stuck with Matt Ryan now, but who knows what how long he's going to be there and his arm is kind of dead anyways so <laughs> right <laughs> all right so we will jump into our week 7 recap to date again uh, we won't be touching on the monday night game this episode as it has yet to play out but we'll start with the thursday matchup i was on my way down to tennessee but caught the last or second half of this one and not a not really much going on in this <laughs> one didn't know what to expect. Baker Mayfield had been ruled out. Case Keenum making a start. And Keenum didn't look too bad in this one, actually. It was pretty it was an okay effort for him coming in. <laughs> Keenum's just going to do what Keenum does, which is be efficient, not spectacular, relatively accurate, you know, put up 199 yards like he did this week. Uh, that's that's Case Keenum for you. Yeah. Cleveland ended up getting a W there, 17-14. to 14. Not a whole lot cooking from Denver in this one. Javante Williams had a decent game in the receiving game, at least. I mean, six catches, 32 yards, but did have a touchdown, which saved his performance. (laughs) Otherwise, yeah, not a whole lot. Cortland Sutton, five for 68. Just Denver just wasn't really getting their offense going that much. I mean, Teddy almost got – they were talking when they came back from from halftime. They were showing that they showed a lot of Drew Locke on the sideline. They were Mm – you know, it sounded like they were contemplating uh, starting the second half off with Locke, but I think Teddy kind of got more into a groove, and, and he he looked a lot better in the second half than in the first. Yeah. Cleveland side of the ball, again, Case Keenum, respectable game for getting thrown in there kind of <laughs> towards the last minute Yeah, on no that. kidding. And then uh, Dearness Johnson, the pickup of the week, and he – he made it well worthwhile, whatever you spent on fab or burning your number one waiver priority, 22 carries, 146 yards and a touchdown. So, and he's pretty much my biggest takeaway uh, this week, each matchup, we're just going to kind of do takeaways from the game. Mine is that he, I think he's here to stay. I mean, obviously Nick Chubb is their one, but with Kareem Hunt out, Dearness Johnson, I think you're going to be able to flex each week. I mean, Chubb, obviously they're going to try and take him easy coming off of the injury. Still give him a solid workload, but at least for the next week or two, I think you don't drop Dearness Johnson. He's definitely somebody you want to keep on your roster probably the rest of the season. I mean, Kareem Hunt's out for multiple weeks. We've seen since Kareem Hunt has joined the Browns that – they can that Kevin Stefanski can support a two running back system, both guys to be both for both of them to be fantasy relevant. So 
yeah, I think I'm totally in agreement with that. I could see Dearness Johnson being a a major player for the next at least the next few weeks here. Yep. Both games he's had a spot start have been awesome. Even the one last year, he had a solid game there too. So he's he's a good running back. Cleveland definitely knows how to uh, stack up that running back. No kidding. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> I got to gotta wonder what they're going to do in the offseason with Kareem Hunt, though, if they're going to hang on to him or if they're going to cut him or, or trade him or what. Because now, I mean, they just paid Chubb and... You know, he's so he's obviously not going anywhere. And Dearness Johnson has shown that he deserves a role on the team. All right, Joe, why don't uh, don't you talk about the uh, Washington and Packers? I know you were tuned into that one. What uh, what takeaways you got from that game? Yeah, I mean, two straight pretty bad weeks for Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I you know, he, he was out snapped by J.D. McKissick, 46 to 30, which obviously going into the season, this is not what you would have seen. You would have thought was going to be the case. Gibson is, or McKissick is that receiving back, and Washington was down for most of the game, so I guess it's not a complete shocker, but still, when you see it in writing that he was out-snapped 46-30, to 30, I mean, that's kind of telling. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what we had talked about on the last episode. I think Washington just kind of needs to bite the bullet on it and just rest him until that shin's healthy. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Taylor Heineke is officially a douchebag, fucking (laughs) does a Lambo leap and he was short of the goal line finds the one Washington fan at sitting in the front row in the back of the end zone goes up jumps up to the jumps up on the wall they review it he's short what a tool screw that guy I'm officially no longer a fan of uh, of Heineke I was rooting for him but whatever Terry McLaurin was excellent again um 12 targets, 7 receptions, 122, and a score. He's uh, he's epic, obviously. And Ricky Seals-Jones, another pretty decent week. I want So what do you... I wonder what they're going to do with Logan Thomas when he gets back to fully healthy, if they're going to be kind of splitting the workload here or, or what? Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious on that. I have Logan Thomas in Dynasty, so I've been seeing all the solid production from Ricky Seals-Jones just... Very excited. I know you were really high on Logan Thomas at the start of the year. I would imagine Ricky Seals-Jones is still going to have a pretty active role, but I don't know if that's going to be a hindrance to Logan Thomas where it's just going to make it where you can't really start either of them, similar to what we saw in Dallas earlier That's in the what season, I was going to say between Schultz and Jarwin. Or, yeah, Goddard, Ertz. I mean, it's it'll, it'll be tough. I mean – when Logan Something Thomas, with that NFC East. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> they need to figure it out. Well, Philly finally figured it out and traded away Zach Ertz, but... <laughs> Who yeah, no, scored I, for Arizona? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, but, he did. Yeah, had him on one of my uh, leagues, but... No, I... I mean, you love to see all the tight end production, but... Yeah, I think once Logan Thomas, his first game back, unless you're in a pinch, I think you have to sit him and kind of see what happens i think i think you're right i think you're right um on the packer side of the ball are you okay at this point dropping aj dylan unless you're an aaron jones owner yeah i don't two four touches yesterday i mean geez yeah (laughs) i i'm pretty sure i'm i'm kind of they're obviously going to be giving uh aaron jones he's going to be that he's the mainstay in that backfield um tunning had a touchdown so right after uh 
we were shitting all over him. He scores, uh, but still only a second of the year. So I'm not, I'm still not going to be high on Tunyon. Um, and then, yeah, like Josh said, just make sure you're monitoring Devante's health status or the, the COVID-19 status. I guess my big takeaway then is, are you starting Alan Lazard here for sure? If Devante's out, I he had so. five catches last yesterday, ironically, all on the same drive um, and a touchdown. So what do you, I guess my takeaway is I personally, I'm starting him. If Devontae's out. Yeah, if Devontae's out, I think you have to. I mean, Arizona's 7-0. and Their offense has been pretty high-powered so far. Nobody's really been able to shut them down. So I expect this to be a pretty entertaining, high-scoring Thursday night football game. And, yeah, I think if the Packers are going to compete and be able to keep up, it's they're going to have to run the ball through Lazard. Yep. Mean, you can't really trust MVS. Yeah, he could break away and get a long touchdown, but he's been known to drop and – hasn't really been the big performer when you need him to. He's kind of one that just goes off when you don't expect him to, but kind of pisses you off as an owner, yes. not knowing ever, <laughs> never knowing really when to exactly. play him. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I feel the same way there. I think Lazard has to be the number one for green Bay. If, if Adams is out and hopefully I think he should remain as the number two going forward, even when Valdez Scantling returns. Yep. And that's another pickup for you to check your waiver wires. Lazard, with his slow start to the season, pretty much irrelevant. He's out there in probably a lot of waiver probably players, most if leagues, not, yeah. yeah, most leagues. So he's definitely a big pickup this week if Adams doesn't play. So keep an eye and monitor that situation. Another game that I was excited to check out and was a big dud was. Uh, Tennessee, Kansas City. Kansas City putting up a solid three points. Tennessee 27. I'll tell you what, I was down in Nashville on Saturday, the day before the game at some of the bars down on Lower Broadway, and there was a lot of Chiefs in town that probably made a trek home very disappointed. So if you're uh, one of those Chiefs fans that made it to Nashville, hope you enjoyed your time there prior to the football game. Yeah, no kidding. That's a, not a lot cooking there. Patty Mahomes is weak. Not a great game there. That Receivers, I mean Kelsey brutal. seven. You know, it was yeah, it was bad. I'll I'll be touching on him in just a second here <laughs> as I run through. But yeah, Pringles leading leading receiver there. Five catches, seventy three yards. Kelsey had some decent targets. Again, no touchdowns from anybody in this one. Tennessee side of the ball. Derrick Henry still had a solid game through for a touchdown to help salvage your day. No Don't touchdowns like on the ground. Yeah, it'll <laughs> look like the old Tim Tebow jump pass. On. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, yeah, A.J. Brown monster game finally showed up. Eight catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown. So he's pretty pretty solid for you there. Julio Jones, not a great game. But, again, he's been pretty banged up, so weren't expecting too much from him doesn't a hamstring sound delicious like mm -hmm. pulled hamstrings (laughs) wouldn't that doesn't that just sound good like if it was a food (laughs) delicious smother that with some barbecue sauce (laughs) (laughs) uh my my big takeaway from this i'm i'm personally not panicking on this but what in the world is going on with patrick mahomes right now he's just in a funk and he's turning the ball over a lot yeah like crazy interceptions yeah it's bad i i don't i mean i hopefully this loss is and i mean given how ugly 
the entire team played. I mean, hopefully he looks at this as kind of a little bit of a wake-up call because I will be honest, I didn't watch him a whole lot at Tech, at Texas Tech in college, but it sounds like this is, you know, that when he would kind of ad-lib a little bit too much, this is when he got in trouble at Texas Tech and he's doing the exact same thing now. He's kind of, you know, not as scripted, not as... uh you know, reined in and they're kind of letting him, you know, he's just kind of out there whipping the ball around and turn the ball over. So I think that Andy Reid probably needs to kind of dial it back in a little bit. Maybe if it, if it's simplifying the offense, if it's, it's, or whatever it is, I, I don't know what the, the magic potion is. Uh, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's gotta be the big thing with Mahomes and obviously not having a run game is just killing him. Yeah. I think another thing, too, is just the fact that I think there's a lot of pressure on him to perform not only because they don't have a run game, but because their defense is a fucking Because of that sieve. defense, yeah. And he knows he has to put up probably 30 points a game to be winning the game. Right. I mean, their defense is just horrendous. So that's a fantasy note to start start your guys against Kansas City because they're probably going to produce. I mean, like you, you, what you saw, A.J. Brown went off. All right, I think that's all I got from that one. Uh, why don't you touch on uh, Atlanta-Miami, one of the better games of that noon slate. Yeah, really the only good game, uh, at least for the amongst the uh, the noon games. Um, Mike Gesicki, another good week. He's an absolute must start. Tua, four touchdowns. <clears throat> another, I mean, looks like hopefully or since that injury's... Uh, since he's gotten back from that injury, he's looked pretty solid. Um, like I said, four scores yesterday. Maybe this Deshaun Watson rumor shit is just kind of give him a little give him a little kick in the ass to uh, right. get his shit together. Jalen Waddle again, another sweet week. Seven re- seven receptions for eighty three. Uh, nobody's noteworthy on the in the Dolphins' backfield. <laughs> Just to no. be completely honest. No, other than, I mean, Gaskin had a touchdown receiving, but otherwise, yeah, that's that's about it. That's about it. rushing, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, awesome game. He's really rounding into form. I mean, you kind of knew it. The talent obviously is there. It's just, it was kind of just a matter of time where, for him to, you know, get the, uh, get some NFL experience under his, uh, under his belt or whatever the phrase is. Um, yeah, great game from him and running backs, Cordy P. Mike Davis. If you're a Mike Davis owner, it is officially panic time. Outtouched, outtouched by, uh, by Patterson, uh, four to 10, didn't do jack shit on the ground and just looks like the worst running back than Cordy P. So I guess that's my main takeaway from, from this week, I mean, it's still not a lot of touches for either guy. Still, only ten for for Patterson, but for your for their his for Davis's touches, number of touches to be less than half of what Cordero Patterson's is. Looks like they're going to be using Cordy P as their uh, as their number one back. Yeah, I think if you're a Mike Davis owner, it you can drop him in all formats. I just I don't see he's had opportunities to be the guy, still stay relevant, and just hasn't done it. Cordy P, granted, maybe not the best running back in the world, but 
he gives that versatility where the defense lines up and they don't know if they're going to be handing the ball off to him right screen it's just kind of you don't know and gets the defense second guessing i mean mike davis is back there yeah he's good at passing but not nearly as versatile as cordy p is so yeah i i think i'm out on mike davis i was out on him to start off the season and it's yeah you can drop him yeah, four rushes for ten yards. That's not going to get it done against Miami. <laughs> against Miami, who has defense. who is the third worst uh, rush offense or rush defense in the league. So no, yeah, I, I agree. Mike Davis not necessary to own. No. And now that we're past this bye week, you're going to have more players available for you to start. So keep that in mind as well. All right, moving on to Bill Belichick's throttling of the New York Jets as <laughs> <per> usual. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Again, Zach Wilson got hurt in this one fairly early in the game, so not a lot cooking on the Jet side of the ball. Mike White, shout out to Western Kentucky University and Big Red. <laughs> the Hilltoppers. Big Red alum, the Hilltoppers. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, Jets, nothing nothing cooking on the ground. Michael Carter, a pedestrian, 11 carries for 37 yards. Michael Carter, though, in the pass game was halfway decent. Eight catches, 67 yards, did lead them in receiving. Corey Davis was the beneficiary of the lone touchdown. Four catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Otherwise, not a whole lot. Crowder, kind of a dud game, but again, with Mike White coming in, you weren't expecting much is, else. Is Crowder droppable at this point? I mean, he he's he had you know his first week uh, that he started this season – was solid, but since then it's been it's been pretty irrelevant. Yeah, I especially now with to, Zach Wilson can. out the yeah. next two to four weeks. Yeah, Joe Joe Flacco doesn't really get me excited, so I think if you need to, yeah, you can definitely drop him. Patriots side of the ball, Mac Jones, pretty solid game, three hundred and seven yards, back to back games over three hundred yards, two touchdowns. Kendrick Bourne threw for a touchdown, little trick play there. Damian Harris. Belichick. I right? love it. <laughs> I know. Damian Harris, what a boss. 14 carries, 106 yards, two touchdowns. J.J. Taylor added two touchdowns on the ground. Brandon Bolden, six catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, receiver. when you put up 54, <laughs> yeah. you're going to hear the word <laughs> touchdown a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hunter Henry, as they touched on earlier, uh, four, fourth game in a row with a touchdown. My big takeaway from this one is – quite obvious but it's i'm not starting any jets for the next two to four weeks till zach wilson's back run game pass game nothing i mean they've got they're at home against cincinnati at indianapolis home against buffalo yeah so the next three games are not ideal even if zach wilson was there i probably wasn't starting anybody so i think if you have any jets other than maybe michael carter i was gonna say he's he's the one that you can consider for sure but it is but it is a lot of tough rush defenses, so. Yep. But so you're just banking on pretty much him having a similar passing game to what he had yesterday. He just, I mean, even the whole season so far, rushing wise, he hasn't been that great. It's been the receiving game that's right. Him yeah. Out, so. Well, and with them losing in every game, uh, <laughs> it's yes, kind of hard to establish the run game script. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, can't wait to hear your uh, take on uh, Sam Darnold here, Joe, on the uh, Carolina New York Giants. Game. We said it last. We said it in the previous episode. It might. It's probably time to drop Darnold. I, he was benched in the fourth quarter for uh, PJ Walker, Walker, former former uh, XFL stud. 
which was I don't know. He's he's a fun player to watch, but he's certainly not a, an NFL and, starting QB and a Temple Owl. And yep, and former uh, former Matt Rule guy back when uh, Matt or uh, back when Matt Rule was coaching Temple. Yeah. So they know each other, obviously. Um, but God damn, I, I with Darnold playing this poor. Um, I mean, what do you want to do with this with these receivers? And uh, I guess that's that's the question, DJ Moore. If it's that's it, <laughs> but he's not even. I mean, but. I don't know. Three putting up three points not acceptable. Carolina's on a four game losing streak. I think Darnold. Uh, we thought after the first three weeks, Darnold was kind of showed that he could be a franchise QB, and then he's put up four straight stinkers. So he might be. Uh, he's gonna have to get the shit back together for for him to get that contract that he's hoping for on the Giants side of the ball. Uh, Devontae Booker put up some pretty solid numbers, but it does look like Saquon's probably back next week. Um, and, yeah, as far as the receivers go, you know, I, it's not going to ever really be, I don't think, it, it's so hard to count on any Giants wideouts, at least on a week-to-week basis, just because of the limitations of Daniel Jones. Uh, but Sterling Shepard is is probably the, uh, he's probably the must-play is there anybody else that you're really seeing there? I mean, no, I think he's the one that when he's healthy, he was a game time decision and end up scratching. I had to pivot right, while yeah. I was driving in the car yesterday, trying to <laughs> driving through bumfuck Egypt, trying to figure out where the <laughs> who to pick up, going in and out of cell phone reception. I was like, Jesus, but yeah. Oof. No, I think I think he's the only one. Galladay, well, he's I guess been injured. Tony, we. Keep an eye on Tony to his status. I mean, he Tony was, Baloney. Tony Baloney. <laughs> he was putting up some pretty decent numbers the last couple weeks before he got hurt. So he may be the other guy, but I don't think I'm in on Galladay. Yeah, no, even I'm when not he either. returns, he's just he's too injury prone this year. He's had multiple different injuries, and yeah, I keep him just as a bench stash right now. But you're not playing him for now. No, no. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, Carolina's side of the ball, I think. DJ Moore is the only one there too. I don't know which it, which stinks. I yeah, you know. But uh, Chuba is probably going to be a little bit. He's got. I think. I think CMC is one more week on uh, on IR, so you can still you can still use Chuba for one more week. They've got Atlanta next week, so you may be yeah, in good hands there. Turn it back around. Yeah, I would think so. All right, moving on to AFC North battle, Cincinnati. Gets the best of Baltimore, forty-one to seventeen. I was shocked when I saw the result of this. Again, I was driving yesterday, so I was kind of checking in and out, and stopped at a gas station and said, "Holy shit! I can't believe this." <laughs> but man, I mean, Cincinnati right now, playoffs started. They are the number one seed in the AFC, so they've been on an absolute tear. Defense is respectable. Joe Burrow, man, he is just on fire lately 400 plus yards three touchdowns yesterday and interception mix in respectable five yards of carry yesterday 59 yards and a touchdown man jamar chase jamar chase dude on. he is granted next. 82 of the yards were on one play that was an amazing play broke a couple tackles spin move yeah. 82 yards to the house that was freaking boss yeah i mean he's just he's unbelievable I, I, that's, I mean, going back to 
I that's what I had written in my notes. Is he the dynasty number one yeah. wide receiver at least? And I think the answer is yes. And then on Ravens' side of the ball, yeah, not not much going on. Lamar Jackson threw for two fifty and a touchdown, another eighty eight on the ground, so a pretty solid day for him. Nothing else cooking from the other running backs. I mean, <laughs> why? I just I don't understand why Tyson well Tyson Williams does not get more carries. I mean, Devontae Freeman is washed up. I mean, he had a touchdown yesterday, yeah. but he's just garbage. I just I don't I don't get it. And if you're and and. If you're a Le'Veon Bell owner, you don't need to be. No, <laughs> please. No, and please. I, I keep seeing him in. Don't embarrass in, yourself. In both the leagues that we're in uh, together, he's owned, and I don't yeah. understand why. I. It's just the name. That's it. It's, that's it. That's he's going off of reputation. But she hasn't been relevant since he's been in Pittsburgh. Not since. So. Yeah. So he's. <laughs> this is what his third team since. Uh, since he was in Pittsburgh, so obviously no team has fallen in love with him. And he's, I mean, it's not like he hasn't had opportunity. He was, a, he, you know, he was a starter with the Jets. Yep. The Chiefs were desperate for running backs last year. And this year, so are the Ravens. And he's still not getting much in terms of playing time. So you got to, you can just let him go, man. Yep. It ain't happening. Malcolm Brown, another solid game. Five catches, 80 yards and a touchdown. Shot Bateman, not a lot of, uh, catches but three for 80 so another solid game for him in his uh, second nfl game my big takeaway from this game is cj Z- Usoma. Usoma? I, I, I heard i've heard Uzuma. Usoma, Usoma, usamo i think somebody just yeah. misspoke when they said oh Os- osamo or whatever they said <laughs> <Right>. but uh, <laughs> yeah. but anyways i you need to pick him up he is this year's robert tunyon yeah, really. I mean, two touchdowns got, yesterday. Yeah, I mean, 17 catches on the season, and five of those are for touchdowns. That's so Robert Tunyon. It's 2.0. Robert Tunyon. <laughs> so, yeah, you need a tight end, pick him up. I mean, this you want a piece of this offense. Even T. Higgins had, what, 15 targets, I think, yesterday. Yeah. Tyler Tyler Boyd, to me, you can, after this bye week of hell this past week you can, seven, I think you can, you let, can him let him go. go. Yeah. Yep. He's, gonna, he's not doing a lot for you. So, but which is which is frustrating because he's a good when player. Higgins was out, he was pretty baller. So yep. I kind of, I kind of, I really thought that they were gonna, you know, keep feeding him. But he's the he's the obvious odd man out here. All right, Joe, what uh, what you got from the Eagles Raiders game? Other yeah, than Jalen Hurts is the <laughs> one of the top fantasy quarterbacks again, and worst NFL quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. My notes pretty well verbatim. Philly is bad. <laughs> uh, Miles Sanders, seven touches, didn't really do much. You got to be pretty pissed off if you drafted him because he probably, I mean, he had to have been probably a top, you know, wouldn't have been a, a high, super high end pick, but you expected that he would be worthy of starting. And so far up to this point, he really hasn't. So. Pretty frustrating there. Um, Kenny Gainwell actually had a pretty sweet game. Eight. Uh, he had an, he had another receiving touchdown. Um, or no, sorry, he had a rushing touchdown. No receiving. No, it was a receiving he did touchdown. Receive, yep. Yeah. So four four receptions, forty one in a in a receiving touchdown. He got a little bit of groundwork. Five for twenty yards. Um, Jalen Rager, two catches, 
I think you can move off of him if you already haven't. He did have a touchdown, but that's the only way, obviously, that this week was relevant at all for him. But yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts, not a great uh, NFL's QB, but he's an absolutely awesome fantasy QB. So keep keep running him out there, Uh, at least in terms of anything league league of record. I know we've touched on this in the past, uh, but he may be somebody that you can get some pretty sweet value for in Dynasty. Uh, if given that Philly's more than likely going to move off of him after this year, just given that they can't seem to win any games with him and he misses too many open receivers on the Las Vegas side of the ball, uh, pretty sweet, pretty sweet production from that backfield from both Josh Jacobs and, uh, Kenyon Drake Jacobs had a, uh, 30, three for 39 through the air. Six for 29 and a score on the ground. Kenyon Drake getting a lot more involved with John Gruden not there. 14 rushes, 69 and a touchdown. Also finished off with uh, three receptions. So I guess my big takeaway is, do is Drake now back to being a, a, a priority add if he's available in your league? I don't think so. Josh Jacobs exited. I forgot to mention him in the injuries with a chest injury. So he was absolutely balling until that point. I had said in the episode last week that this is Josh Jacobs' breakout game. And I think he honestly was on his way to he that. Probably, he probably would have. He could have. Early. And yeah. you look at Drake's production there. But no, I I think it's Josh Jacobs' backfield. And Kenyon Drake was just a beneficiary yesterday of Jacobs getting hurt. They're going into buy this week. It didn't sound like Jacobs was going to miss a ton of time, so I think it's, I think it's fine just with Jacobs. You can leave Kenyon Drake out for now. Yeah, I mean, I, I Drake was just incredibly spectacular. I mean, fourteen for sixty nine. That's pretty damn good. Uh, you know, work on the ground. But Jacobs is obviously their their number one, uh, their number one guy when healthy. So. I think if you're 50-50 on Drake, look at your buys going forward and see if, you, if you've if you got four running backs on a buy or something, three running backs on a buy, and you're going to be forced to pick somebody up. You might need to, maybe worth considering. Don't drop any high-end sure. guys as always, but maybe, maybe somebody that you can add to the end of your bench. All right, moving on to uh, the reunion game, as it's known. Uh, Detroit traveled to Los Angeles, uh, did not come away with the win, but another hard-fought effort from Detroit. I mean, man, one of these games, they got to win. I, feel, I almost feel bad for Dan Campbell, man. He cares so much, and he's just it's just his team is just so poor in terms of any sort of talent. Yeah. Ended up losing by nine points, but was quite a bit closer than the actual score ended up being. Jared Goff, not not much cooking there. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey absolutely shut down Amon Ross St. Brown. Goosed. I don't expect him to do that going forward. So if you if you have him, don't panic. But uh, Khalil Raymond was the beneficiary of the tight coverage from Jalen Ramsey on Amon Ross St. Brown. Had six catches, 115 yards. DeAndre Swift, 13 carries, 48 yards, which Rams' run defense is amazing. But Swift had eight catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. So He's the, we believe the number sure. top five, yeah, top five running back on the season to date. So absolutely solid. But uh, I did not realize that he was a yeah. top five back on the year. Wow, just because of the yeah receiving a lot of receiving work. work yeah, yep. Stafford, unbelievable. Start him every week. Three thirty four, three touchdowns. Cooper Cup. I mean, 
Man, I guess that's one. Would you rather have Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? Yeah. Um, I mean, Cup's <laughs> been putting up those multiple touchdown games, which is insane. 10 for 156 and two scores for Cup. Gotta gotta say, I'm pretty freaking happy about that being my uh, Drew Lock of the week. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know that that one's pretty tough. But yeah, Cup is an obvious, an absolute stud, and you're you know he put up some decent numbers. He used to put up some decent numbers with Golf, but with Stafford there, it's obviously turned. It's obviously gone to a whole new level. Daryl Henderson, kind of not a great game at all. 15 carries, 45 yards. Three catches, 19 yards. He was one of my Drew Locks of the week. I mean, Detroit had the worst run defense going into the game. and Very surprising. I I wouldn't panic. I don't think this – I think it's just an anomaly. So Yeah, but, I, he, uh, he's still, he's still going to be a weekly starter for me. My big takeaway from this, I wrote down Lions play hard, but they're very hard to predict. I mean, other than DeAndre Swift, I mean, you, where you drafted – DJ Hawkinson, he's going to be in your lineup. You drafted him probably fourth, fifth off the board. But other than that, I don't know that I'm comfortable really starting anybody else. Usually in the receiving game, somebody has a good week, but is it going to be Raymond? Is it going to be Amon Ross St. Brown? That's the the big question. And it's been like that every week where it seems to be a different guy. Yeah. So that's kind of where I sit with this one. Rams, I mean, it's, they're pretty self-explanatory at this point, so I didn't really have too many takeaways out of, <laughs> on that side of the ball. They're they're really good. <laughs> they're really good. <laughs> yeah, Jamal Williams uh really looks like looked like at the beginning of the season that he was going to be really really involved in this offense, but he just hasn't really he hasn't been as uh you know, we you can't really depend on him for much going forward, or at least uh, you haven't been able to over the last couple of weeks. Last night uh, or yesterday, he did get the twelve rush attempts, but he didn't do anything through the air. So that yeah. seems to be that seems to be all Swift's work if it's uh, on any sort of receiving down. Yeah, and that's where Williams was really valuable with the Packers was in that pass game for the most part, and just that change of pace where if he's just rushing the ball with Detroit and not really catching any passes, I don't think he's really going to be fantasy relevant. He's not going to have any big breakaways or anything like that. No, right. Yeah, exactly. Anything else from from this game? Uh, No, but we do have our uh, first dad joke of the day, (laughs) Joe. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Why didn't Han Solo enjoy his steak dinner? Hmm. Why? It was chewy. (laughs) 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 Little Star Wars joke for you. Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That was a winner. Um, Moving on to what was... Uh, obviously we everybody knew going into this game that it was going to be a blowout it was just a matter of how many points is Arizona Arizona going to win by and they covered their 17 and a half point spread very easily with a 31 to 5 win yes you heard me right there was a safety and yeah so that leaves the Texans scoring <laughs> 3 points on offense with their defense almost matching which <laughs> quite pathetic um Brandon Cooks, 5 for 21. Not worth starting going forward. There's just no hope for him to ever hit the end zone. Even if Tyrod Taylor comes back, I still am trying. I'm doing my best to not start Brandon Cooks. Don't own any other Texans. I think Cooks is still worth owning. 
because he does generally put up decent yardage numbers, but he seems to be allergic to the end zone. Uh, that's about it on the Houston side of the ball. As we uh, as we discussed, we should just call him the Houston Cooks. <laughs> not uh, this week, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, not this week, though. <laughs> Uh, on the Arizona side of the ball, I think that A.J. Green has really uh, kind of solidified himself as the clear number three receiver behind, uh, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Christian Kirk. A.J., thir- three catches, 66, more, two catches for 17. So I-, I think that's pretty much solidified itself as, in this order, Hopkins, Kirk, uh, AJ Green and, and Rondale Moore of the guys to own. Uh, James Conner had another touchdown. I think that he might Vulture. be. What's that? Vulture. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> That's the thing, though. I mean, who's the running back to own here? If it's if you're if you're between the two guys, I Edmonds Lately, just doesn't have that scoring opportunity because it's it's always going to Conner. Yeah, and I mean, yesterday Edmonds had a pretty solid game without scoring 15 for 81, so that was a lot better production than you've seen in the past. But yeah. where you drafted him and what everybody thought going into the season was Chase Edmonds is a great receiving back, but they're just not utilizing any running backs out of the backfield no, they're not. this year. I mean, he had what one catch for nine yards yesterday, so just kind of a dud there. But Which, yeah, is, no, which I think again, like you Connor. said, is really surprising given that that's kind of his – best skill set really is and that's how they used him when they had uh last year when um Kenyon Drake was was their main kind of workhorse back so a little disappointing there um I think both though Connor and Edmonds need to be owned in every league uh I guess my my main takeaway from this game though it looks like Zach Ertz is gonna be involved and I think he's a must own at this point 30 yeah 66 yards and a touchdown that's that's super great production from a tight end. Yeah, I think so too. Odds are he's probably not available in your league. I think when Dallas Goddard went out with COVID the other week and Ertz was clearly the only tight end there just with the production Philly had had, there's probably a good chance that somebody picked him up that week and he's had a touchdown every week since. So yep. the last two games. So probably didn't get dropped, but definitely look out there if you're tight end needy team. If Zach Ertz is out there, I'd throw I'd throw quite a bit his way, especially with how high powered of an offense Arizona's had so far this season. There's a lot of points to go around and a lot of passing. Yeah, I mean we didn't know if he was gonna get involved because they never really have been super I mean you know Dosecki's Max Williams did have a couple good weeks, but in the past they haven't really been much of a tight end uh focused offense, but Zach Ertz is Gonna, it looks like he's going to be involved, so I think, I think, uh, yeah, he's he's somebody that you can target for sure. Before I get into my last matchup, I know you still have one more to go, Gel. Um, just speculating here, if for some reason Houston does trade Deshaun Watson and were to get Tua back or get somebody else back. Does that make you any more excited about any of the other receivers if there's a little bit more solid quarterback back there to throw the ball around or you still just kind of stay Not away? really, no. I okay. I don't I mean I, Nico I, Collins had he was their leading receiver yesterday, rookie, so I yeah, I I don't think I'm very excited either, but it would at least bring a little bit more life into that offense hopefully. I think if, so too. I mean, if they if they got Tua back, he's obviously the the better option than than Davis Mills or 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 
probably Tyrod at this point, but um, I think if if they did get something like Tua back, then maybe. But I'm still not. I'm Nico Collins. Maybe you can target as a you know a, a dynasty play, given that like you said he is a rookie. Uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too excited about it. All right, so we will reluctantly get into my last matchup Oof. of the day. Uh, I was listening to this one on the radio yesterday with the Bears <laughs> broadcasters, so you can only imagine uh, some of the thoughts going through their mind on this one. But Chicago traveled down as a team to Tampa Bay but didn't really play any football. They lost 38-3. <laughs> to Not anything exciting other than Khalil Herbert is fucking awesome. And I'm very I, curious to see what happens once David Montgomery comes. I was back. gonna say the exact same thing. I Herbert's been, I guess you put it in the you put it in the right words. Fucking awesome. And I, <laughs> this could be their. They never seem to have been super in love with David Montgomery. So this could be Herbert's team. Yeah, I think at least for the rest of the season they'll ease Montgomery back in and they'll end up he'll still be the starter but it'll be a lot more I think what it was when Tariq Cohen was healthy where it was Montgomery and Tariq Cohen right pretty 60 40 split maybe I think if you have Damian Williams drop him I I don't see any relevance from him unless Khalil Herbert gets hurt in the next couple weeks I think he's Damian Williams is done do you know when uh when when Cohen's due to come back? Because he hasn't played at all this season has he? No and there hasn't been any talk of him even remotely close so, so you're still he, you still give it probably another think it's probably still another couple weeks out yeah i think as far as fantasy goes he's not gonna be relevant I right you can yeah agreed chicago receiving yesterday cole Komet leading receiver five catches 43 yards not a lot going on justin fields had five turnovers yesterday three picks <sighs> two fumbles Oof. so it was uh yeah it was rough that um, is rough <laughs> That's Although we did say. see him throw uh, more than 30 times this week for the first yeah, time this season, so time, called so. that one. Yep. <laughs> Tom Brady, another monster game from him. 211 yards, four touchdowns, pretty much all of that was in the first half, so he didn't do a whole lot after, <laughs> after the half. I, it was funny. I was watching a clip this morning because I didn't get to catch any of the game, but uh, <laughs> Nance and Romo were going nuts yesterday when uh i think it was one of the times that the buccaneers went for it on fourth down and goal and they're like it was like i don't know 28 to 3 or something at this point and romo goes this this is a big play in the game this could be a turning point (laughs) just completely sarcastic and that's that's what you like to see when you're the team that he's being sarcastic against but it's it's embarrassing i mean i don't know man romo's romo can have his funny moments yeah I, I like that crew. Tom threw his uh threw his 600th career right regular season touchdown as well yesterday. Did you catch yeah. Romo's uh little comment after that? He, no, uh, cause, I just because uh Mike Evans threw the uh threw the ball into the stands. Yeah, and, I saw that. He handed it to the guy. And yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I think Romo made some comment, something like, "I'll trade you, you know, I'll trade you my wife for the night or something for that ball." <laughs> I need to I need to go listen to that again, but it was something uh something like that, which is kind of you don't expect that when you're watching a CBS game. <laughs> no, nope. Uh, Leonard Fournette, good game, 81 yards and a touchdown. He's quietly, maybe not quietly anymore. He's got to be a top ten running back right now. I mean, he's been on fire lately, especially <laughs> lately. Yeah, he's been he's been sweet. 
Chris Godwin's, Evans, two solid games. They're pretty much the only other ones doing anything in the passing game. Otherwise, Tyler Johnson's the only other one that hit double digits. Godwin, eight catches, 111 yards, and a touchdown. And then Mike Evans with one of his uh, typical three touchdown games you can't predict. But he six, does it He does it like a couple times every season, but you never know when it's going to come. But So it keeps him as uh, shows that he does have you know star status still. But yep. never know when it's coming. Yep. Uh, my takeaway from this one is for the immediate future or this season, as long as Matt Nagy's the head coach, the only Bears I would start the rest of the season are Cleo Herbert and David Montgomery once Montgomery comes back. Otherwise, I'm out on everybody else right now. Yeah, Justin I, Fields just hasn't looked his normal part so far this year. He looked like he had a couple turning points in the Green Bay game last week, but this was a huge regression for him. It, yeah, five I mean, turnovers. he didn't have a ton of yeah five turnovers line was just getting absolutely blown up yesterday so it it's not good <laughs> no. at all. I, well and and you know we wouldn't have said this last week or two weeks ago figuring that darnell mooney is gonna be you know a, a a startable player on a weekly basis or at least an option to start on a weekly basis but after this performance i don't think you can't say the same thing i mean I'm, until field shows any sort of you know, maybe back-to-back weeks where he looks pretty good. Yeah. I don't think, I don't feel comfortable starting anybody outside of, like you said, Herbert and uh, Herbert, and, and then when uh, Montgomery gets back, he's be- he's going to be back in your lineup. Yeah, um, and I mean, the Bears' next three games, too, are home against San Francisco, which San Francisco, their defense is fairly solid, but not what it has been in the past, at Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football in prime time, and then the Ravens coming in, so... That's not, not easy. Not ideal, no. <laughs> Speaking of San Fran, they got, I mean, pretty pretty much uh, destroyed against the Colts in that monsoon. That game was nuts with the monsoon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was It was pretty brutal, pretty brutal. I saw uh, I saw a photo of, uh, of a Colts fan out there with uh, his shirt off and he had a swim cap on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the way to do it. I mean, yeah. otherwise your clothes are going to be soaked anyway. So, what no was that called? Well. Like an atmospheric river or something? I they were talking I, about on the telecast. Something, yeah, something, something. It was like literally like that. legit, like a river in the sky or something. It's like just <laughs> shooting out from the Pacific over San Francisco. Crazy. Yeah, but pretty entertaining game, I think. Uh, I mean, Jimmy G looked bad. I think he might be in trouble. Um we'll have to see Carson Wentz had over these last few weeks. This is probably the best he's looked since that, uh, that season when he was in MVP contention. So that would have been that Nick Foles season. He's really seems like he's put it together. Mo Alley Cox had another touchdown. Michael Pittman, a great week, uh, one Oh five and a touchdown and Jonathan Taylor weekly RB one, uh, went for one Oh seven and a touchdown this week. So I guess my biggest takeaway from this is, after the three turnovers from Jimmy G, now is the time that you have to go get Trey Lance. I think he's I think he's coming in at some point soon once he gets healthy. Yeah, I mean they're, they're, the Niners are two and four. They don't look yeah. like they're a Super Bowl contender like they were just a couple of years ago. I think they're ready to. I think they're probably ready to move off of Jimmy G and go with Lance for the rest of the year. Yeah, it'll be interesting too. I mean, like we've touched on. This episode, the last episode, trade deadline is next Tuesday or second, or is it Wednesday? I think Tuesday. 
Yeah, it's Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So, I mean, keep an eye on that. He could possibly be on the move if they want to move on from Trey Lance. Might as well try and trade him, although I don't know that you're going to be able to get much from the, out of him from this last game. But, yeah, and then – I guess too. I mean, there's enough quarterback note. needy teams. Could you see the Carolina? Could you see Carolina going after him after yeah, they started off the- so hot and like it's and that defense is so legit. I don't know if they're willing to, you know, if they're just going to call it with Darnold and go after Jimmy. But you know, there's quarterback needy teams out there that are that think that they should be contenders and are and maybe the quarterback is the missing piece. Now with Trey Lance coming in, do you downgrade? Some of the receiving receivers, Kittle, Debo. Yeah, I don't know how much lower Kittle can be. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but once get he's his back. ass healthy first. Yeah. I think Debo, you can't, you you won't be able to expect the same numbers from Debo. That's the that's the that's the main one. I mean, he's still going to be a starter on a weekly basis, I would think. But I would think that pro- Debo probably is somebody. Maybe now that we're getting into you know trade deadline season. Uh, yeah, I think that Debo's maybe somebody that you could sell high on. The other one, I think, I'd say... and, and also, and just to add on to that real quick, given his, you know, Debo's bad luck with health for his True. entire career, maybe now is the time to to move off of him. Just yep. just looking at the trends. The other one too, I think I would move off on, especially after the game that he just had. If Trey Lance is their starter and comes in, he's going to take a lot of the rushing work yeah. away from Elijah Mitchell, and it might be time to sell on Elijah Mitchell coming off of just a monster game this last week, over 100 and a touchdown. You might be able to cash in on him now before Trey Lance comes in because I, I don't know that he'll have the same production. Trey Lance is going to be mobile. Well, that, and that's how Lance got hurt was was yeah. on a you know trying to score in on the goal line at the goal line on a rush. So yeah. All right. Similar, move. same, same kind of thing like you're seeing with Jalen Hurts and and those Philly yes, running backs. Yes, identical. Yep. <laughs> All right. Last dad joke, Joe. Before we move into the Thursday night matchup, what did the evil chicken lay? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Other than an egg, deviled eggs. <laughs> oh God! I uh, went to the Texas State Fair a couple years ago when I went to the OU uh, UT game here in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl, and they had, I had fried deviled eggs. It was like battered and deep fried hard, or uh, deviled eggs. Interesting. Yeah. I remember them. <laughs> it oh. was kind of weird because, you you know, you're used to having deviled eggs being cold, but it was interesting for sure. <laughs> right. All right, Thursday night matchup. Uh, like I said, got a little less interesting with Devontae Adams out. Green Bay, I feel like it's, that's a huge blow to them if he is, in fact, going to be out for that Thursday game. Takes a huge hit away from the pass game. Starting Aaron Rodgers regardless, though. He usually finds a way to win games. Aaron Jones should be a big beneficiary. I would has imagine to be they'd a, have to, to be, yeah. lean on him quite a bit. Other than that... Um, like we had touched on, I think we're both on the same page starting Lazard this week. Uh, MVS Tanyan, thoughts there? Probably like to stay away from both. MVS maybe has a chance if Devontae's out, but I'd like to, I, I really think that it's going to be Lazard's, uh, it's going to be his, I guess, team in terms of the receiving game. I just really think it's going to be a really big, regardless of if Devontae's in or out, I can see, I 
feel like there's going to be a pretty big game from uh, Aaron Jones either way. Arizona side of the ball, obviously Kyler's in. Chase Edmonds, probably. Probably. I don't, I don't love Connor, it, but probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Then Hopkins, you're starting. Christian Kirk probably coming off of the game that he just had. A.J. Green, I I think I'd start all of them. I think this is going to – has the potential to be a shootout high scoring game. So I, I want all the pieces I can. At least I think it's, it's going to be a fucking good game. That's all I know for sure. Yes. I am excited <laughs> for that one. And then I, Zach Ertz fire him yep, up too. Yep. Totally. For sure. So other than that, I think that's it. Anything else you uh, want to touch on here, Joe? That's about, yeah. I mean, that's about it for me. It was a, you know, with so many teams on by, it's a bit shorter of a, bit shorter of an episode to to recap but uh you know well i think there's there's only two two teams on by going into week uh this next week so yep and it's more full slate of uh more full slate of football is always a good thing yes absolutely so any other pickups you can think of besides the ones that we touched on inside of the key matchups yeah i mean those I, i pretty much try to touch on all the guys that i was that i was uh that i was focused on but i mean i guess the two that you need there's the I, I guess the I guess the three guys really it's it's Usoma if Zach Ertz is out there absolutely pick him up and if Trey Lance is out there as well which he may be in some of your uh some of your redraft redraft leagues, leagues. Yep. uh so I I have a good feeling that he might you know once he's healthy it's going to be his team and once he is there He's going to put up some freaking sweet numbers just because of his ability on the ground as well. Yeah. Nope. Like you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. I wouldn't expect him to take off and be just an absolutely amazing NFL quarterback. But as far as fantasy, Jalen hurts. I mean, <laughs> that's all Which you have is... to do for fantasy. That's great. Exactly. <laughs> all right. That should do it. Um, Joe, why don't you uh, tell everybody where they can find us? Listen on anchor that, you have that option as well, other than Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, and Google Pods. What you can do on Anchor is some there's there's some real cool uh you know tools to kind of enhance your listening. Uh, they've obviously they've been a great sponsor for us, a great tool for us to uh, for the creation of the podcast. Um, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Dead Arm Sports on Facebook by searching Dead Arm Sports. Hit us up with a uh, Get us a review and rate, subscribe, rate, review, send us that rating and the review in a screenshot to one of our, uh, to one of our social platforms and whether that's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook again at dead arm sports, hit us up there. We've got, uh, we'll have a little, little DAS swag for you to, uh, send in the mail. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, you can find us at dead arm sports. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, send us a message. More than happy to answer any questions on the show. Again, we guarantee you write us in a question. We will answer it on the show. So you need a sit start question for us. You just have trade questions. Somebody proposes a trade to you. You want to find out our thoughts on it. Send us a message. More than happy to uh, discuss that on the show. Or if you need something pretty quick, one of us will respond back to you with their opinion as well. Yes, sir. Otherwise, that should do it. Hopefully, when you're listening to this, if you needed a Monday Night Miracle, you got one. Should be a interesting game, Seattle New Orleans tonight. Uh, looking forward to nothing checking like that uh, one out. nothing like watching a couple backup QBs. 
Geno oh, yeah. Smith and Jameis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll be interesting. I need to, I'll be tuned in, need a couple guys to uh, show up and a couple guys to not show up to win a couple other matchups, but other yeah, I'm that, toast either way. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing there's next week, Joe, yeah, exactly. and we will be there back with you. Mind. All right, guys. Be you... back later in the week to uh, preview that week eight for you. Otherwise, uh, yeah, that'll uh, that'll do it, Joe. What do you what do you got for us today to close it out? Peace.